All right, just sitting here. I'm Joe Murray, and I am just sitting here. And obviously, we started this show. Well, how this show started was uh, me kind of babbling, bringing people in uh, over time. And uh, it's been, I think it's now been nine weeks, but I've been doing the show for about five weeks now. And, you know, I can shave my own head. I can trim my own beard. I can do all that. Um, but I had something going on today. I had a little, uh, little antler in my eyebrow today. And then I was like, dude, I got to trim the beard. And I had a little miscue. I'll show everybody beard. Beard still looks good. Something happened to the mustache. I, I don't know what happened. I think I got a little too close and, uh, gone. So I miss my Dominican barbers in Medford square. Moreno, I miss you. I I miss you. You're who I miss during quarantine. I need you. Where did you go? We need that's one thing. I and I can only imagine what the women are going through, man. Like the women who can't get their hair did or their nails done or the tanning or any of that. I'm just a bro. Like I wish I could just put my hat on backwards and show up. And granted, I have no hair, but the beard, it's a real thing. Anyways, I'm venting. Just sitting here, Joe Murray. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, YouTube, and iTunes. You can listen to all our past episodes. Uh, I will do you. People are asking me about UFC tonight. Like, I don't care about the fighters. We do have John Anik coming on on Friday. Um, so maybe I'll give you a couple later on uh, throughout the show today. We have Julian Edlow from DraftKings coming up in just a minute here. I Also, I'll recap last night's uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, we'll do that for all you wrestling fans out there. And I did watch WrestleMania 3 last night in its entirety it was awesome so uh we'll we'll get into all that but uh first let's bring in our guest today uh his name is julian edlow he is from DraftKings at julian edlow look at you with your hat on back are you are you hiding something with that hat on i did myself a quarantine cut um was there for the first time in, in probably three or four years it's okay. It's shaky. It's not a bad haircut. It's not a haircut that I'm proud of. So when I get a chance to to do something casual like this, uh, I just figure it's safer to hide it. Yeah, yeah it looks good. I'll <laughs> tell you right now, it looks all right. It looks better. Than I, I mean, I'm a big backwards hat guy to begin with. So it, it got to the point. I was just going to let go, beard go. And then one day it was just too much. And I was like, I got out the clippers and I was just like, this needs to go. And, and went with the beard, the head, everything. Um, and felt a lot better, but uh, you know, blending, fading, like all that stuff, that's hard. Um, my wife worked on it a little bit after I botched it, and then I was just like, it doesn't matter, I'm gonna wear a hat every day anyway. So here we are. Here we go, two bros talking about their haircut or their quarantine cut. <laughs> uh, again, I haven't I, botched, I haven't botched the beard or anything yet. I mean, oh, dude, I, I condolences. So I, I don't know what it is. My, I, I'm Italian, right? I, I don't have like a George the Animal Steel like type body or anything like that. Like I'm a hairy man, but these eyebrows, dude, like I can't touch those things. Like I know mm-hmm. your boy, Brendan Glasheen uh, on DraftKings oh. one day, just like he, he looks like a hobbit. He looks like a goddamn hobbit. Now I can't even tell who he is anymore. Uh, and by the way, parental advisory, don't worry. It's like the old sticker. You can do whatever you want here. Okay. This is a safe ground, but like Great. I have, I have mistakenly shaved off my eyebrow before one, not the other. And like mm. I like faded it in. I started fading. I was like using like a like a comb and like a, a thing. I saved it one day, 
But like, you got to remember, you got to go the opposite way if you're going to shave it. <laughs> and don't even try with a razor, dude. Well, I mean, that's what that's what Glasheen did. I was on the. We've been broadcasting like some some Madden simulations over at DraftKings. There's contest for, and um, you know, we have a play by play color guy. We just kind of screw around, but we also you know treat it like a game. And and uh, the the pregame show for one of those broadcasts was Glasheen shaving his eyebrows, which I, I didn't notice which way he went against the green. I'm sure he did his research. Oh, yeah. uh, they are, I did a broadcast with him last night. They're starting to grow back. Um, he also has a horseshoe shaved into the back of his head because the Colts got shut out in one of the simulations. He said he would show a horseshoe in the back of his head uh, if the Colts got shut out, which they did. Um, so he looks like a, a hot mess, um, but I would never mess with my eyebrows. I'm way too afraid to. I went to get, I would get a haircut once years ago when I lived in Alston. I go to this place on Harvard, Harvard Ave, and uh, I just went to get my haircut. And without asking, the guy just starts doing the eye, like shaping up the eyebrows. And I was like, whoa, it's like, you don't have to do that, but you already started. So, I mean, yeah. you got to finish them now. Got it. You and, got a man. Uh, you got a manscape, dude. That's how. That's why you got to go to a barber over like a haircut place, because the the oh, barber yeah, the barber's like, dude, you need to trim those antlers, you know, and they'll just <laughs> they'll they'll get right in there, and uh, they will know. All right. So speaking of that, I, all right. So this is interesting. You know, I like to gamble, and DraftKings is, uh, DraftKings has the app now, right? And this this isn't a this isn't an infomercial for DraftKings, okay? Um, but you know. You guys can actually bet on these simulations. Like you can go to DraftKings and bet on these these simulations that, that like people so are doing play by play for. You can't bet on the simulation. Like there is no Patriots minus six or over under forty seven, but you can build laps. So you can essentially play DFS. Okay. Um I know that there are some other sites doing simulations and some books that are are, are actually running, you know, sides and totals. We do not have that at DraftKings, but all these, and, and you don't even have to pay to enter them right now. Um, you have to make, that means you have to make a really good lineup to win a free contest because it's not like they're just giving away money to anybody, but you know, there's a couple thousand dollars in each contest. First place is usually getting somewhere between a hundred and a thousand, depending on the size of the contest and how many entries they do, but it's free. You can watch the Madden simulation play out. Uh, there'll be some play by play. Maybe you'll get lucky and get a game where Glasheen's shaving his eyebrows or shaving his head or something. Yeah. Um, he's supposed to, like, color – he's supposed to, like, paint his face on Thursday, but he couldn't find Facebook, so he's considering doing it with marker or something like that. I'm sure that'll go over really well for his skin. Um, but, yeah, either way, like, it's free entry on DraftKings, and you can win money. You're, to be honest, it's really hard to do, so you're probably either not going to cash or you're going to finish in the top percent and win, like, a quarter or 50 cents <laughs> because that's how the payouts are scaled. However, there is the free chance to to wind up, you know, winning two hundred fifty bucks or whatever by watching a Madden simulation. So if you're bored, I mean, it's a fun time, and we try and mess around on the broadcast and have some fun. How have you been handling the no the no gambling? Like UFC the other night was one of the most was their most bet event that they've ever had. Uh, the draft I had some fun with, but besides that, man, like I, I've been okay with it. Like I needed some time off. I needed to walk away. I needed that. And just there's a lot of pressure when you got to give out picks, right? Or you got to give out, hey, these are my lineups yeah. today. Or my, so, like, I've enjoyed getting away from it for a little bit. But, like, for you, are you anxious to get back out there? Or how, how's this been for you? Um, It's weird because, like, 
you know, right around now is is we're in the heat of the NBA playoffs and we're getting ready to kind of wind down. Like for me, once the NBA finals ends, that's kind of my off time until, until football gets going. Um, I will bet baseball, but I, I just don't put as much time and effort into it and don't put as much money into it. So, you know, I can just kind of live with it, do it as a little bit more of a hobby over the summer. Whereas when we're in football and basketball, it's grinding every day. So the break, I would say I agree with you. I'm a cool break, and um, it's been a little bit more relaxing, although I, I didn't even imagine that I would be working this much covering things like simulations and whatnot, which are like not necessarily my bread and butter, but I'm happy to have the work and happy to be doing it. Um, but it, it was more the timing of it for me, which I was disappointed with because like you know, Steve Buchanan and I have the Panel B podcast over at DraftKings. We were just about to have you on to do our huge March Madness show uh, from DK and, and pump that out. And, like, you know, March Madness is my favorite time of year. The conference tournament's big tournament, and then we kind of roll it into NBA playoffs. So, like, the timing was awful because this was coming into my favorite time of the year. So I, I'm really pissed to have missed that, um, although the break is fine. So, like... I was kind of excited to kind of take the summer off a little bit, not off, but, you know, yeah, kind of off and then get back into it in the fall. And now it's going to be like, well, if NBA comes back over the summer, you kind of got to dive right back into it. I, can you afford to take you know, six months off from March all the way to September, assuming football starts on time? I, I don't know if that's good for, you know, good for business, good for following, good for anything. So it, it messed up my schedule a little bit. And I was I was pissed about the no March Madness. Like I was getting ready to go out to New Jersey for the the DK um, like sports gambling world championships. Um, it was going to be awesome to be able to use DK Sportsbook out there and just take in all the March Madness games in, in an awesome environment. And when that got fucking ripped away from me, that was I was just like, yeah. oh, like I was so looking forward to this and. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I and so, I, hear, yeah, I mean, and, and, and I hear you, dude. Like, like you know, same thing for us, and we're being selfish about it. And that's fine. This is our job. This right, is what we selfish. do. This is our passion, right? Like, this is, yep. this is our livelihood. Like, you know, like same thing with us. We got a show. It's it's presented by DraftKings. Where uh, every Saturday, seven a.m. And it's like, all right, shit. Here we go. March Madness is Cross. coming up, right? They got all that shit. And then oh, we're gonna have the Kentucky Derby. And this is gonna be great. And oh, New Hampshire is gonna be casinos opening. And oh man, this is gonna blow up. And now it's like, dude. Is it even going to come back? And then when it does come back, what's it going to be like? And, and like, right. I think, dude, like, I, I'm i being really honest when I say this. Like, I think the lines are going to be harder to cap. I think fantasy might be a little bit tougher. I don't know mm -hmm. how certain people are going to play with fans, without fans. Right. It's a whole new ball game, but it's intriguing. It's interesting. And at the same time, like, I hate to use the Aladdin term. But it is a whole new world. It absolutely is. Um, like I, I don't even know how to how to explain it right now because we have to. It's kind of going to be a wait and see approach. When that first NBA game happens in Disney World or Las Vegas or wherever, and there's no fans, and it might even be an NBA playoff game right out of the gate. Yeah. What do you set the number at? What do you set the total at? Um, I unless something looks really egregious, I probably wouldn't bet it, but I would live bet. I would start watching the game and be like, all right, 
what does the pace look like? Because the, the odds makers are guessing, you know, it's their first time guessing at building a line and a total in this situation. So we might be able to tell out of the gate, like, okay, they were wrong. Like there is no problem with the pace where they thought it would be slower paced or, or this team is going to dominate, even though the one seed isn't at home playing the eight seed. Uh, there will be interesting things to interesting things to watch, um, and you know there could also be teams come out really sluggish in that first half, that first game, and you can maybe look at second half overs or something because they pick up, start to get a little bit more comfortable because teams are going to be tight coming out in that random neutral court, empty gym to start whatever we start seeing. So uh, baseball too, whether. What is that going to look like? It's been such a such a marathon every year, and it's still probably going to a degree, but it's going to be condensed. So, what does that what does that mean for the season? Like, there, there's so many things to consider where you can just take. I, I did. I posted right before all this happened a bunch of probably like ten MLB futures that I was playing that are all going to get canceled because they have no. They're all like win totals that are not going to apply. All stuff that's going to be scrapped. But we're going to, you know re-dive into that research and see, like, I know at one point in time, DK Sportsbook was offering MLB team win percentages, which is creative because no matter how many games, then you have action. But at the same time, like, we saw things up there, like what games are going to be played, what the divisions are even going to be looked going to look like, who all these teams are going to play. So, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that that's a safe bet considering all the unknowns, but it, it's enticing to see all the creativity going into these things. And really the only thing we can bet right now is NFL futures and hope that we get the the standard 16 game season um, with the schedule that we just saw. So like, that's the only thing right now that we have like set in stone and we'll see if it actually happens. Yeah. We'll get into those. We'll do some of that. I, I have some fun props that we can, uh, we can get into here on the show today. Uh, you can chat into the broadcast. Uh, so if you want to chat in, uh, you can do it on Facebook or uh, right on Twitter. Uh, some people love my T-shirt right off the bat. AE Dub, yep. Wrestling tonight. I'm a wicked wrestling geek. If you didn't know, Julian, I've, it, I did it, know. It, it's like it's like tonight's the win, the Wednesday night wars, and like you could bet <laughs> on money in the bank. That just happened this week. I would have lost big time. Uh, anyways, I mean it's predetermined, but you might as well you might as well throw your your, your hat in the ring. You know what I mean? Um, I want to get into some other stuff as well. You mentioned Glasheen. We, he works with us at 985 The Sports, so that's why he bust his balls. Adam Kaufman, we, you know, we worked with him in the past. I know Steve from, like, way back when, so it's all mm-hmm. right to, like, poke, poke fun at some of the guys uh, and have some fun with it. But I've been asking everyone who joins the podcast, if you could be quarantined with one person that you work with, um, do you know that one person? Because mine's Dan Lifshatz, and the reason right. why mine is Dan is we – he has his thoughts. I have my thoughts. Like me and Dan, we're two big guys, but we we're different. <laughs> like like we're different dudes. Like Dan, how he makes friends is he argues with you. Me, I yep. I'm your boy, and then we can argue. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, but yep. like he, but that's how we are. He has his room, I have mine, and then like it's all good. So I guess like, is there somebody that you feel like you could be quarantined with? Um, we can take the hosts and throw them out immediately. Your glasheens. <laughs> Your Kaufmans, uh, Emerson Latia, those guys are just going to talk your ear off, try and be buddy buddy, hanging out in the in like the common area together. Um, so I have to ch- kind of find somebody, I guess, that will uh, 
let us both do our own thing and and come together to work on something when we need to come together. So I don't know. I guess as as much as uh, as much as Steve Buchanan and I butt heads, you know, we do that for entertainment purposes. We have a podcast together, like you and Dan have a podcast together, and we know how to press each other buttons and react to each other. So I guess Steve wouldn't be a bad person because he can appreciate that we're each going to have our own space and then maybe we come together and, and do our work together and, and things flare up and then we just go our separate ways. So I, I think Steve would be, Steve would be a decent person for that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody, there's nobody, there's no one person in particular that really stands out. It's more the people that I wouldn't want to quarantine. Yeah, me with too. Same, out. same thing. I like went through the list and I'm like, Nope, Nope. No, yeah. no, 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 it's no, mostly, no. mostly knows, put it that and, way. And like, dude, I love everybody. But I can only stand so much. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I wanted to just start off with that because that's it's quarantine. Like, we're, dude, I, I don't know if we're at the breaking point right now. Like, shit's it's, starting. To, it's like any break points. Yeah, you just have it, your moment every like week or two. Like for me now, for I'm me. like, I'm like, dude, I'm gonna need a job when this is over. Like, you know, I still work at the radio <laughs> station, but like, I need, I'm gonna need a job. And now, yeah. now I'm like, oh man, who am I competing against? The whole world, like literally, dude, like the whole world is laid off. You know what I mean? So like now I'm start now it's starting to be like, oh man, we gotta we gotta start get we gotta get that resume dusted up a little bit here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're, we're we're definitely at that point. So uh, I wanted to start off today. Uh, all right, so we get that out of the way. Um, will there be fans in the stands in week one of the NFL? And, and the reason why I asked this question is, I saw betting odds <clears throat> on this one yesterday. And I was a bit surprised uh, when I saw the odds. So I don't know if you've seen it, but just off the bat, um, what would you guess is the favorite, yes or no? I would guess no is the favorite. And the way you're saying it, it sounds like you found somewhere that has yes favored. So I'm looking bet online right now. Will fans be in attendance week one of the 20 NFL regular season? No, minus 400. Oh, okay. Like that's heavy. <laughs> so I. Yeah, I mean, I think that those should be favored. I thought it would maybe be like minus 200. Seems that's, a little more fair. That's heavy. Now, listen, the, the city of Boston shut down until Labor Day. But the governor. I guess. They, well, hold governor, on. Here's yeah, a, go ahead, here's yeah. like a, a contingency. Like, what if, like, does this mean just one game has fans in the stands or all of them? Because, like, week, week could one. be something where. Week one. This could be something where week one, like, I don't know, a a game in Florida has has fans in the stands and a game in Foxborough doesn't. Like, could that actually happen? And how and how would that be great? There technically are fans in the stands somewhere. Week one of the That's NFL? That's my question. Week one of the NFL? <laughs> Let me say this at, for Bet Online because I would want to qualify this with them because I made a bet with Bet Online once um, about Jimmy Garoppolo's team for week one of the NFL season. This is the year he got traded to San Francisco mid-season. My bet clearly stated what team will it be on week one of the NFL season. I took the Patriots. Bet just kept not grading, kept not grading. I reached out to them. They're like, oh, it's, it's actually what team will he take his first snap for. So the bet graded as a loss at huh. like in like week 10 when he came in for the 49ers. And I was like, eh, all right, we got to see how this is worded. So hey, hey, while wording on, on this already has me confused. While you're on that, DraftKings doesn't include uh, overtimes and halftime bets. Do you know the reason for that? I have no clue. And I saw that. Was that for a college basketball game? Yep. So 
I mean, I mean, no, because here's the deal. I could, I could take advantage of that. Like for right. me, like I, I, so like, hey, whatever book it says, whatever it does, like that's fine. It's like house rules. You go to someone's house or whatever. Like I, I like playing. Um, sometimes playing twenty two at the casino. I like playing other other games mm-hmm. that are out there. But like, and it's not a knock. It's just that like, okay, that's what they no, want to do. They don't want to include it. So maybe we start taking under second halves. Right. So it's unconventional, and, and it definitely surprised me because you, you don't see it many many places. Um, I have no clue behind the reasoning of that, and that's not something that I'm at all involved with. Um, but like you said, it's something that not many people are going to assume unless it's clearly stated. Um, so if there's a number that looks funky, maybe you can even wait a little bit and let casual bettors get that number up for you. Um, if it's the second half that maybe people are going to be betting you over, and then you play that under, and it's just a like you said, it's a weird wrinkle. I'm struggling like off the cuff to think of the best time necessarily to take advantage of it. But there would be a time where you're watching a game and be like, oh yeah, this is you know a tied game at halftime, whatever between two competitive teams. You get that little edge with the potential for overtime, especially in like later the season, March yeah. or even in February in that late or March conference match. play, March matches, right. playoffs, <laughs> you know, yeah. It's it's a it's a weird wrinkle that you definitely have to be conscious of, and you know, I guess it's something that you want to let people know. It's it's something that I would want to let people know as somebody that you know promotes uh, gambling on the DraftKings site. Like if I'm writing an article and I say I'm gonna you know look for second unders in this game, this is why I yeah. I would want to let people know. But obviously, you maybe want to keep it more of a secret yeah. so that you can take advantage of it. And, and dude, I'll tell you a story. I I bet the McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight uh, years ago, and I took the over five and a half rounds, six and a half, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And it gets into the sixth round or whatever, and I'm like, yes, like high five in my boys, like yeah, with the bet. Well, he got knocked out. So what happens in boxing is it has to go under two minutes and 30 seconds of the next round. For the half. Right. It's legit. It's a legitimate, like the half number counts. Whereas the half number is always so that you hit a side and everything else. So like it Brutal. happened, like, I don't know, six seconds, seven seconds <laughs> before with the 10 count. Oh, and like, I still think bad that beat. Fight, yeah, bad beat. I still think that fight's rigged. And uh, again, you always remember your losses, right? Like you, yep. You always remember, but like that—that that got me that day. That one got me where I'm like, "Shit, I don't know my rules. I don't know mm-hmm. my rules." That's my own fault, right? And that's the thing with books, dude. How many? I mean, there's so many rookie betters now, right? Everyone's like, "Oh, I'm, yeah. a, I'm this fantasy. I love fantasy. I'm great at it. I'm gonna start doing, you know, gam- gambling's a different beast, man." And I'm sure you're oh, learning. You're learning along the way, right? You you didn't get into this to oh I'm gonna start wagering and be a sixty percent better. You were like I, I like fantasy and I want to get into the fantasy side side of this. And then now I'm gonna start breaking down like odds and shit. Like it's two different things. You can't mix them up. You can't like somebody on your fantasy team and then hope to bet with them. Like it's two different things. And I, and I'm curious for you. Like I hate fantasy, but I love daily fantasy. And I mm-hmm. like me and my buddies. We go all in. We have 12 dudes, 50 bucks a guy, whatever it is, one week, winner take all. You have the best team, you win it all, and it's a huge cash in. But it's so much who's going to be the guy. If you were the right guy to get lucky that week, you cash. I like that. 
I hate ESPN fantasy football. I hate Yahoo fantasy football. I suck at it because I it's like the gambling thing, you know? I can't mix them both up. How do you do it? Um, you do have to think of it completely differently. Uh, maybe the bankroll comes into play where you want to say, you know, uh, for an NFL week, for example, it depends how much I like on the gambling side and how much I like on the DFS side. And you kind of say like, whatever, I'm, I'm going 75% in on, on the draft team's fantasy side this week and just 25% on the sports book side, because I only like one or two games or whatever. And there's other weeks where you want to bet more and, and play lighter on the fantasy side. I, I'm much more of a, a cash player on DraftKings. Um, I will build a cash lineup, enter it into double ups, head to heads, um, 50 fifties and whatnot, um, and play predominantly safe plays. And, Every, every once in a while, you know, add a little bit of a guy that I'm really confident in or whatever that could be considered a contrarian play in there and see how it goes. Um, and then you just kind of sprinkle that lineup into tournaments and you just try and be profitable. You're going to have losing weeks, but you just try and be profitable on the season in terms of in terms of doubling up. And then it's, it's really only like two, three, four weeks where you're going to hit big in tournaments. Um, I'll occasionally make a couple of different lineups to sprinkle into tournaments if I, if I like a different stack or a different player more. The only real overlap, I guess, is if you bet player props. Um, yeah. Is that you can say, you know, a guy can have a big week, but a guy can have a big fantasy week. A guy's whatever. Um, DeAndre Hopkins yardage prop can be set at Good. 94 and a half. Good. He can have a huge fantasy week because he has 80 yards and three touchdowns and he still, and he doesn't hit the over for you on your yardage prop. Like there exactly. are wrinkles, but at the same time, there will be some weeks I have a guy that's in like all my lineups and I'll, I just love this matchup for him. I'm playing his yardage over or whatever. And that'll happen occasionally. And it usually works out that he'll hit on both. If, if one has a good week and hit the yardage, but there are instances where it has not worked out for me. Dude, the Super Bowl. I, I had 25 bets. I, I won nine and came away with money and you're profitable, right? Yeah. yeah and, and it's, and dude, UFC this past week, my biggest bets were in Ganu. <laughs> I took the over one and a half rounds in Ngannou. He won in under like one and a half seconds. Um, oh, that was my – one of my only plays was under one and a half rounds. Uh, so, so the reason, but here's why. I faded it. And my reason right. why was both fighters knock people out in the first round, right? Mm -hmm. So don't you think they're going to like square each other up a little? You can't square up with Ngannou. They're, Stipe Miocic, I don't know how he did it, but he threw him in a cage and held him for five rounds or whatever it was. Good for him. He's one of the greatest fighters of all time, right? But, like, you can't stand up with Nganu. You just can't do it. And if he hits you one, it's over. And, dude, it was – I've lost money. I've actually – believe it or not, I definitely lost that fight faster than I've lost hands of blackjack. I, I'm not joking. <laughs> I, I yep. Like, dude, I, I, I remember – um, so last week – oh, no, uh, there was another one. Alistair Overeem, was it Overeem or Kane? I forget who it was, Val Velazquez versus Brock Lesnar years ago, dude. Lesnar got punched in the face and was done. I lost 500 bucks in less than five minutes. And I was like, <laughs> I, and dude, I was like so new to game. Like it was so new. I yep. I, I have problems with UFC and, and I, people are checking in. Hey, UFC picks tonight. And yeah, I did kill it last week. You know, I killed it last week. I so I always say take the underdogs in the prelims. With the lines, the lines the way they are right now, Julian, they're so tight. 
they they've matched it up to where if they see like you know Chris Cater as a like a semi heavy favorite at two fifty or so, like you have to go with that. You can't go the other way with it. Like you know if like Gethji, I had him. I had him as a dog, but the prelims those were all for favorites. And normally I go the other way with it and I cash in. But the way things are right now, with all the attention on just one sport, the lines are getting tighter. And this is what I'm going to tell everybody. Like, people are like, hey, who do you love tonight, Joe? Like, the card kind of sucks tonight. I'm not going to lie to you. So I don't know which way is it going to go. Do you want to Do you want to go with the favorites again as like a, hey, I think things are going to be tight? Or do you want to go after some of the dogs? So, you know, I've looked into the fights. I only like two fights tonight. But, you know, and I went 9-5 and five this week, won 600 bucks. But, you know, for the most part, it's it's a crapshoot. And in that sport, I don't know how the judges come away with what they do. So, like, it's still new to me. Like, in boxing, I can find out. you got to knock out the champ to win. you got to knock him out. If not, it's going to be a draw and there'll be a rematch. But in UFC, I felt like Cerrone won that fight. And all of a sudden, it's going to, to Pettis. I don't know how what the – I don't know how to judge UFC fighting. It's difficult. So for me to say I'm a pro at it, I'm not. But like I get a feel based off the line. And I don't know, man. I, I watched the other and you you did too. Like some of those fights I thought definitely the underdog won, but nope, judges came away with the favorites. I have no idea what I'm watching, man. And that, and that's another one. Like I bet Pettis at like minus one thirty five or something. So I'm like, all right, good call. Like I'll I'll, t- I'll take the win, but yeah, I yeah, I have no I have no idea who they were gonna say who, who the judges were gonna give that fight to. Um, zero idea. Like even when you're watching, like you say, and you you thought the Cerrone one, like I don't even you have to think back to so many different like instances in that fight and like what what combinations and what like techniques things that I don't know. You can tell that I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about. Like I'm just I'm doing this for fun and the reason was the biggest UFC card ever because we have nothing else to do exactly. <laughs> like normally that would have been an NBA playoff Saturday night and there would have been four games yeah. on throughout the day it, and it, that would have been the attention it's called blind betting and that and we, we we all we all we all do it and uh so, we'll move on. I, mean, well, I, I have some UFC stuff I'll do that later because it's I'll take the heat okay <laughs> no, I'm curious no. to see what you got like there's no. a reason you didn't see my plays on Twitter on Saturday I did it for fun <laughs> I was making a little bit of money and then I had like Three parlays tied in with Ferguson at the end, which would have made for a very yeah. profitable night. And then the night just went. Whoosh. I had Gaffey all the way, and I, dude, like the the Boston, the New England connection is starting to take its rise a little bit in UFC. Don't let's Huge not forget New England connection on that card on Saturday. Night. Yeah, and let's not forget, I got a, I have a different kind of interest, and I got a friend on the inside. So, all right, let's just let's just say that, uh, you know. It's it's not all me. I I got I you know that's that's what we do in this business, right? You find a guy, you know a guy. Uh, it's how it goes. Absolutely. Uh, he, he's Julian Edlow from DraftKings. DraftKings has been pumping out a bunch of shit. Uh, whether it's digital content, uh, they're every now. I mean, years ago there were billboards everywhere, commercials everywhere. Now they're doing shows. They did a draft show this year. Um, you guys got the sweat. Um, you got all sorts of stuff going on now. But before DraftKings. Who is Julian Edlow and how'd you get here? This is my favorite segment of your podcast is finding out how different people get to where they're at because there is no, like so many people want to know how to get into sports um, and work in sports and there's no answer. The answer is that you have to 
be nice and be well liked and reach out to as many people as you can and say yes to everything are like my answers when when people ask me how you get to where you are. So in terms of my story, I I had no idea what I wanted to do in in college. Um, I went to URI, Rhode Island. Um, They now have have a a nice sports journalism program that that was not really there when I was there. Um, I graduated in 2010, so that wasn't even really an option for me. So I I majored in communications and I did a little bit of journalism and I was like, what can I do with this? And eventually I just got to the point where I was like, why am I like looking at all these different things? Why don't I just do something in sports and I'll figure it out as I go. So I know you're a 1510 The Zone guy. I got an internship at 1510 The Zone. Actually, it was through 98.5 in in, in ways. Um, Chachi was a good good family friend. Yeah. Put me yeah. in touch with Anthony Pepe over at yeah. 1510 The Zone. Um, and that's where I did my, my internship going into my senior year at 1510. Um, just they didn't have interns. This was like a favor putting me there. So they were just kind of coming up with stuff on the fly for me to do. Yeah, so you I would were just like, wa- you were watching a show and hey, go get a yeah. stat or go do this. Literally, or, you know, like yeah. sit behind the producer and watch them produce yeah. a show. Um, and then there would be nights where, because like we said, like there were shows on like 10 p.m. to midnight slots um, where a producer just wouldn't show, and they would just call me and be like, all right, like. We'll be on the panel. You produce this show, and I'd be like, "Oh my god!" And just start <laughs> pressing buttons. Um, but like I said, say yes to everything. That's step one. If you want to work in sports, just keep saying yes. Um, so yeah, I, that was just kind of my thing for a while. And when I got out of college, I was doing I was doing marketing um, at a hospital, and just never really did anything with it. Probably just out of laziness, still being young. Um, and then eventually around probably when I was like 25, I was like, all right, I need to get back into this sports area. That's what I want to do. Um, so I just started reaching out to as many connections as possible. Um, Chachi helped me sit down with Tony Maz at the sports hub a couple of times, which was very nice. He didn't have to do that. I think you guys all know Maz is like a super nice guy, probably nicer than he has to be for the the chair that he sits in. Um, and by the way, Maz, the, the, this sucks and that sucks and that sucks. That's an like we all have we all have our uh, we all have our That's pitch. Thing. We all have our pitch on the air. Well, you know, we we like I'm out on everything, right? Like me, but like Tony really is a nice guy. Without a doubt, I would go to bat for the guy. Um, but that's one thing. There's, there's the TV guy, and then there's the real life dude, and everything you say about him is true. That there is, um, and that's true for all of us. So. Um... Yeah, basically, I, I do some, you know, I would just send Tony some of my writing. He would critique it, and I, I learned a, a lot from that. Um, and Gary Tangway was a guy that I knew through yeah. a friend. I would call on the phone, and he, his advice to me was be annoying with people until yeah. they get per- back to you. And be they just get back to you and say no. Dude, he hit me up recently about something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he st- he looks. Uh, dude's been in the business for like what thirty something years. I actually, I'm gonna oh, yeah. have him. On, I'm gonna have him on at some point. But right now, he's there doing commercials with DJ Bean uh, or, or video <laughs> clips with DJ Bean. So I think he might be a little busy right now. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you start. Gary, so, but Gary you start doesn't help. remember me. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. But no, but he might. He might. These guys all, <laughs> dude. These guys. Let me tell you something. Everyone knows who everybody is. Everyone knows what you. We know what you're doing. Everyone knows what everyone's doing in this business. They know that, oh, shit, my contract's up soon. 
who's the next guy or yeah. everybody knows everybody. They're going to play it off. Like you're nobody. Let's that's a fact. And I'm nobody part-timer at a at 98 father sports hub. Everybody knows what everybody's doing. Everyone knows I'm doing this podcast. Everyone knows when I have somebody on, everybody knows what is going on. And that's a lie. So I bet you, he knows you're on today. All right. So and I'm going to tell him anyway. Today. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm rambling, but basically, one of the one of the people that I annoyed on was was Rob Bradford saying, "Oh hey, yeah," and I I was blogging at Celtics Life at the time, um, which was good. And Brian, dude, Brian Rob started a Celtics Celtics Hub and Celtics turned Hub, it in, yep. uh, turned into that. Celtics Life was a, a credible account, and there were dude, there were tons of Celtics things at the time, right? CLNS wasn't what it was at the time. Like there was Celtics, oh, no. there was everything was Celtics something, right? But hey, it you was. Got, you gotta and write. Was, uh, you gotta write somewhere, man. Yeah, that was my. I mean, at the time, NBA Celtics. That was that was my that was my niche. This is before all the fantasy and, and gambling content. So, after annoying Rob Bradford for like six months, he finally goes, "I right, dude, like your writing looks good and everything, but I, I respect your hustle to just keep calling me after like I didn't return your calls and said, oh yeah, we'll talk down the road.' And it just kept not happening for six months, and you kept calling me." Um, so I'll give you a weekly Celtics draft call. This is the year after Garnett and Pierce were traded. So this, the draft was the big story, Wiggins, Parker, and Bede, and then they fall to six and get Marcus Smart. But I was doing a weekly draft column on WEI.com. And then we finally get to the summer, and then the draft picks are all coming into Waltham to work out. Um, and Rob gives me a call and says, I need somebody in Waltham to start covering these workouts. Do you want to do it? Once again, say yes to everything. Keep learning this. So I say yes, go in. That was a, a risk, you know, letting him letting him letting me put a weekly column up didn't really hurt him. Like it was gonna be edited and it was gonna look fine. Um him letting me into the the building in, in Waltham took trust and, and I really appreciated that and tried to work my ass off that summer covering and NBA draft stuff. Um, and by the time we got to the start of the season, I, I had earned that trust and, and Rob would ask me to, to kind of cover some games. There were, there were other writers there, usually one to three other writers there for WEI at the time. Um, but I, I, I had my foot in, I would go, you know, the first time you walk into like the Celtics locker room, you shit your pants. It's like, wow. Like yeah. it's kind of one of those moments in your career where you're like, All right, I'm actually like starting to do this. Um, and you know, being around NBA players like being like Kobe, LeBron, and NBA locker rooms, like that was cool. Somebody who didn't think they were going to be there like three months earlier. Um, hey, real quick, so, I want to tell you, I want to tell you that. Uh, so we had Ty Anderson on last week, who was a part of yeah. uh, the WEI site. Uh, Rob Bradford's gotten a lot of praise on this podcast. Um, <laughs> you know, Rob, from everything I know about him, he's a good guy, works hard. Um, there's no rift between. 98.5 and WEI like there, there, there's none um you know I it's think we, competition yeah and I think we wonder what's going on over there like wow like we should have we should be able to have two sports stations in this town you know what I mean like we Absolutely. should be able to have it there should be competition their website is very good that that's one thing I think we all can agree on they have a great website um you know but from what you're telling me and what Ty said and we had Christian Arkin on and you know, James Stewart was a big part of ninety uh, part of EI in the past. Is there are these hungry dudes who get an opportunity, but they get hungrier, and it didn't seem to like like they had to go somewhere else to to like f stimulate that. You know what I mean? And 
I, this isn't shitting on them. It's just that a lot of the guys who step foot in there have it, it's kind of like they were the stepping stone, right? Instead of like the other way around. Is am I wrong on saying that? No, in a, in a way that makes sense. Like I I was obviously never an employee of of EEI. I was just no, you were freelancing there friend. really and yeah. it, it uh it was a different experience, I guess. And, and yeah, they just kind of move on to the next hungry guy that's ready to take an opportunity. Um, and when you get to the point where you're like, you know, I, I want to do more of this. It's, it's not necessarily always there for you, but that's, that's well, you're right. It's a good call to keep bringing in people that are going to grind and give you the most. Um, so I, like I was covering the Celtics in the NBA there for, I think three seasons. Wow. Um, and I started toning down in the third season because I had latched on with DraftKings um, and just reached out to them uh, looking for more in sports because kind of the part-time beat right thing wasn't wasn't enough to really dive in. And um, at the time, DraftKings said they were they were redoing the DK playbook, which is where our, all of our fantasy and gambling-related articles go, and to reach back out to them in a in a few months. Um, so I did that. And they were like, yeah, we want to we want to bring on writers. And at the time, honestly, they were like, we want barstool type content. Like give us three or four articles a day, like funny pieces that have to do with sports. And I did that for two months. And they said, let's get on a call on Monday and got on a call on Monday. And they said, we're scrapping all this. It's not working. And I said, yeah, and that yeah. makes sense. We're, we're, we're you, drinking, you, you can't get, Yeah, you, you can't try to cop. You can't do what someone else is doing and be successful. So we, we learned pretty quick that that was not the way to go. Um, and this was, I've been at DraftKings now five years in, in April. Um, and it just, you know, start doing the NBA cheat sheet, start writing up MLB stacks, NFL values, just different, different DFS angles that pertain just to DraftKings and what to look for that week. Um, and it just kept growing and growing and we see tournament sizes growing and growing. Um, yeah. You mentioned oh. the summer where you just could not go without seeing a DraftKings ad yeah, every good. single commercial break, and walking and, around Boston anywhere you went. Exactly, and that's what I was going to say. the The facilities in Boston, you know, tech startups. Like, I, I don't want you to have to sign anything to talk about where it's going now or anything like that. I've been there with other companies that are, you know, about the IPO and all that stuff. But like, look where it is now. And I used I used to think the draft the DraftKings material was a little vanilla. So it's interesting that you say that because I used to be like, eh, well, okay. Like, should I should I read into this? It has gotten better. It is more detailed. They are now starting to talk gambling lines that you wouldn't consider before. Um, so, like, I actually like where it's going. Um, I think it can get better. I think when you actually – and this isn't a knock. It's just yeah. they're, they're training you guys along the way to, to learn how to gamble. Like – who who's in there that's like you know like someday maybe there's somebody that worked at a sports book and is going to come in you know maybe there's there's something that will happen it can only get on the rise with what's going to happen there but I, but i will say like the content's come a long way um and i think that the average better it's great like the average ho-hum i'm gonna go golfing and then gamble on a sunday like it's perfect for that but like for me like i'm, I'm heavy into this shit I like to look into it to see what what I'm missing or what's sneaking through the cracks, and I think that's what DraftKings is finding. Some of the stuff, the the individual prop bets, like the guy, the shit you guys did for the Super Bowl was awesome. Mm -hmm. Like there there was some stuff in there that I was like, "Yep, 
I'm, I'm so not, much. I'm riding this one. And it's just you just miss it, right? Because there's so much in front of you. You, you miss it. But I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because there, there was a time where it was a little vanilla, but you know, and I'm not, I'm not just kissing ass, but it's come a long way. And now it's starting to gear towards a guy like me. And I, I get the, I get the weekly email. I get the weekly every day. I get the, Hey, here's what's going on on DraftKings every day. Now I know what I can bet on every day and it's good. And they give you nice little details. And on the bottom, it shows you who won or this, a guy hit a 16 parlay on this. And it it gets me going a little bit. I'm like, fuck, I need to get on this shit. I need to go drive to New Hampshire, you know, maybe hit up like Ralphie's or some Italian joint in Salem <laughs> or the little ice cream shop up there and come on back. Like, it's worth it for me. And, dude, it's a 30-minute ride from where I am to, to New Hampshire. I know. I, I'm, no, I'm north of the city, too, so it's a quick it's a quick trip. I'm, I'm so hopeful of the day that we, we, we get a day sports book here in Massachusetts. That's going to be awesome. I have no clue what the timeline is on that. Um but I mean, that would be really cool because DK Sportsbook does offer a lot of things that you just don't see at a lot of places. And one of the other things that I think is cool about it is this is me as a gambler. Like I'm, I'm not promoting it. Like this is one of the only places you can parlay things that you would think you could not parlay anywhere. Like I've been trying on different books to parlay like the Ravens and Chiefs to win their divisions, mm. which Baltimore is like over a minus 200 favorite Kansas City's around minus. 400 different places that you see them. I don't want to lay either of those individually, but I'm really confident both of those teams are going to win their division. There's a reason they're having favorites. The only place I've found that I can parlay that is DraftKings. You can parlay the two for minus 115, which mm. like no books let you do. So, yeah, and, and if they do, you don't want to use them. Uh, <laughs> and, and, right. and you know what? And you know what? Maybe, maybe this is something you got, you guys should consider. Um, and, and I'm only throwing this out there and I don't know what you can and can't do. I can't do it uh, <laughs> because I, I like to get paid um, and I like my job. But like maybe you guys should look into, hey, this is the only place you can get this. Um, like there are other books. Bet Online has any odd you want. But again, how do you get paid from Bet Online? How, right, how do you get paid from Bavada? How, like this is I think this is the time you guys should. Hey, we're, we're DraftKings and this is what we do. We're not shitting on everybody else. We're just telling you that we're the only ones that you put in your money, you get paid. Like this is this is right. how we do it because I'll be honest with you, I don't know how to get paid from another site. I don't. I've gotten back in the day I was paid from Bovada. I got a paper check in the mail from Bovada once. Um and I was like, "Well, wow, I guess it it kind of works, but it took a while and like I have no idea how to get paid from bet online. But um, I'd rather get a tax ID from DraftKings. Right. So like what I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is, and I should have prefaced it that way. Like, sure, you can find somewhere online that you can parlay division odds or whatever. But DraftKings, you, you put it in. It's going back into your account. You can take it right back on into your PayPal, wherever you want it. Boom. Done. And it's all, le- it's all legit. All, all your own money. And it's exactly. Um, and that's safety. I'm telling you, man, for these young betters, safety. If you can control... Dude, we, that's why they call us the bankroll boys. You got you got a bankroll, and you you need to watch it. If you're putting in a hundred yep. a week, and that's all you want to spend, only spend a hundred. If you somehow double that up, use that hundred, put the two hundred away. Like, and I think DraftKings can be a place that you really can use bankroll management. And even if you got an itch, you can still do the individual, the daily, 
Um, and I and I, I think that's what's great. And I, again, this isn't an infomercial for DraftKings. I just think that there's there's quality things over there in safety of the matter. It's because in, gam- in gambling, you. man, it's not all safety, right? <laughs> it is not safety. And it's I mean, I would say the best thing about using DraftKings is the flexibility that uh once you I mean you have to deposit on one side, sportsbook or or daily fantasy. But once you start using that money, it all rolls over. So, like, if you have five hundred dollars in your account and you've you've already used it, you can sprinkle that on either side uh, that you want, which is is great on like an NFL Sunday to be building lineups, enter a lineup, use that same balance here to go and, and take a spread that you like or a prop that you like or whatever. Um, so, I do I do think that the flexibility is hmm. the best part of DraftKings by far in terms of the sports book and DFS, but. Um, yeah, I don't even I don't even remember where no, I was going. I was gonna, I was gonna, we've, been, we've been so all over the place. I'm yeah. like, I don't even remember. Where Let's I was going. get into the good stuff. He's Julian Edlow of DraftKings. Right. Uh he started he he was freelancing at, at uh, WEI and then uh parlayed it, haha, into a job with uh DraftKings. So uh all right, man. What's coming back first? The NBA is talking, they want to do it. The NHL, Arizona's opening up this weekend. Um, Crazy. so like what's coming back first? You can actually bet on that if you want at some at some sites. Um, right. Do you think – I think the NBA is coming back. Do you think the NHL is? Just in general for this season? Yeah, for this season. I'm going to say no. And you know why I'm going yeah. no, no, to say no? There's not enough TV rights. Like, if you can't get people through the gate, that sport in particular, like, if you can't get people through the gate, it's not going to work. And I know they have the rights to NBC, but, like – you know these local rights, like Nessa, they're not making money on any of that stuff. That I feel like the ice could really suck, and that's my—that's just a little thing. You know, I'll play on a shit field if I have to play, whatever. Um, but I don't know. People are going to be coming from all over the country. That's like the one sport where it's—you know—people coming from everywhere, and I don't know. I, I saw that poll on it's- the athletic last week, and it didn't sound like everybody was fully in. No, and the one thing, like. So here in Boston, hockey is really popular to begin with, not to mention the Bruins are like the Stanley Cup favorites. So there's so much reason locally for us to to want a season back. But you go nationally and I, there's just not the same desire to get it back. I mean, it's like people don't want there to be a hockey postseason, but I don't think there's the same need for it like there is the NBA. People are like – in need of an NBA postseason, and it sounds like the top players are already voted to making it happen. So, it, between hockey and basketball, like basketball is definitely going to be back first. Hockey, hockey may not be back. It's tough to. I feel like when they see the NBA get going, that could be the push that they need, though, to be like, okay, if they can do it, we can do it, and then somehow find a way. But then, is it, you know, let's say the NBA tips off around July july or whatever is that then too late for hockey to even say like oh crap how do we get this how do we get this together in time so i think there's re- there's, there's there's some reason to have hope for hockey but yeah if, if there's a sport that doesn't happen hockey like nba is coming back at some point later yeah. this summer and, i think and they'll, and, they'll probably push the season back to christmas which i'm fine with like that's their day and you want to open it up that that day and and push it back a little bit into the summer. Like now, baseball is going to have to find a way to get creative when that happens. I think it's good for a year. I think it's good for now. What's that? What's happening with everything? Like, dude, college football. I love. I love college football. It's my favorite sport. 
Like, mm-hmm. dude, I don't even know if kids can go to school. Like, that's so I know college, I, I know we're talking about being inevitable. You got to be concerned about, yeah, because like we know I did like want to try and squeeze everything in now in 2021, make everything a spring semester sport. Um, we could have we could have a college football playoff in March Madness going on like right around the same time or May Madness, whatever it may be. <laughs> um, like next college sports are the most up in the air. Like we have, I don't even want to try and guess. We have no idea what it's going to be. I just hope that we get something because yeah, like college basketball is probably probably my favorite. So I, I enjoy college football a lot too. Um, but I, oh yeah, I, I'm already I'm already selfishly furious. We didn't get March Madness last year. Like, please at least give us a 2021 season I, or something. You know what's funny? And I think we talked about this before. The NBA is trying to like figure out when the draft is ha- when the draft is going to happen, right? And like, mm-hmm. I, dude, I don't even know who's in the draft. Like, I haven't even maybe, maybe you've looked into it, but like for me, like I know Weissman, I know the kid from Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Luca Garza is probably in it, but I don't know what kind of NBA player he's going to be. It's just for me, I I don't know. That's exciting, but at the same time, I'm worried. Like I'm worried about the league having this kind of like not great talent going forward with the NBA. And then let's not forget kids bypassing college to go to the G league. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know, man. I think it's going to hurt the sport for a little bit. It might. And uh, this not being a good draft is, is not great. Um, I don't think it's like, I don't think the talent's not there. I think it's going to come in, in future drafts. Um, But the way the NBA is now, I think it has the star power and the young star power to, to you know, make it through a couple bad drafts or a couple, especially this draft being later. Like this wasn't one to be concerned to begin with. Like Lamelo Ball might be the number one pick in this upcoming draft. That's a a realistic outcome. Um, if somebody wants a high ceiling player over somebody like a Weissman, who is maybe like a Marvin Bagley comparison. And Anthony Edwards is the the shooting guard from Georgia. You're talking about is or like Ob Toppin, right? Cole, yeah, Ob Cole Cole, Cole Ob Toppin. Gonna, yeah, like he's gonna be right up there. And then Ob Toppin's kind of like a safer player that you maybe take at the end of the top five. That you know his ceiling is maybe like a back end starter man type of a guy. That's just what he is. But like, dude, after that, I'm I'm, I'm reading this off of NBADraft.net. Okay. Mm-hmm. Denny Avdija, yeah. Isaac Okoro, which I know him. Uh, Onyika mm-hmm. Ong Kong Wan Wu, uh, Killian Hayes, Daniel Otoro, Tyrese Halliburton, Nico Mannion, Vernon Carey, Theo Maldon. It's a bad, it's a, it's not a good draft. <laughs> there's no, there's no other way around it. Um, Tyrese, Tyrese Halliburton, Iowa State. He, he's a kid that I do like, athletic, well-rounded, like triple-double type of point guard. Um, so I, there's a guy that I like that you named in there. But like, yeah, it's 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 not like it's a bad top five, and then they just kind of stay good players. Like the back end of the lottery players are guys that could be like late first rounders in other years. Yeah. So we've, we've, hit on, we've hit on the draft. I think that's enough. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to scare anybody. Like <laughs> shit. Nope. I don't want to bet on the draft this year. Maybe the, NFL, will... the NFL draft was awesome. I thought good, they, so that's what, that's what Roger Goodell being a robot. Like they knocked it out of the park and I made a ton of it, but it was a good draft to bet on. 
it was great. And I had under f- five and a half receivers, and I think what six went. I yeah, had, I had you over I, there. We've had I, the opposite ends of a lot so far today. <laughs> I had under four and a half quarterbacks hit, and then I had mm-hmm. over four and a half trades or five and and it lost. So I went one and two. Um, that that one week one. Um, so the draft was interesting to me. Uh, Dave Portnoy is gonna it won the thing. He's he won the event. Right. <laughs> Looking forward um, to that. Do, what do you think? Like if I'm if I'm the commissioner, I roll with it. You got to go with it. You can't hide from it. Like. Well, I yeah. think the commissioner needs to be cool instead of being a tight ass when it comes to this. Dude, he could come off being like the greatest after this. If he went along with everything Dave Portnoy did, we'd be like, dude, Goodell's the man. Right? Because we'll start to forget about the Patriots and Brady shit now that he's gone. I agree, but what has he shown us in the past? What, is, what has Goodell shown us in the past he's gonna that blow makes it you up. think that he's going to go along with it? Like he's, <laughs> he's gonna- not going to do it. Um, especially when he knows like Portnoy is going to show up in the clown shirt with a fire Goodell hat. Yeah, he's going to say sitting he's got, uh, right symptoms. across from him. So yeah. like flu-like symptoms. I just don't know how it's going to happen. I want it to happen. I hope it happens. Um, but like after seeing Goodell, like how he managed the draft, like he moves over to his chair. He's like, I'm sitting in this chair where I watch lots of football games. I am much more comfortable now. Like, this is the guy that's going to sit for a three-and-a-half-hour football game with Portnoy. Like, he's just not going to make it. I still love – I still just love it, the fact that it's actually – he, like, put up his money uh, to do it. I think that's great. Uh, let's get into some win totals. NFL. Let's get let's get some fun sure. stuff out of the way. Um, after the draft, did anyone – did anything move for you – um, from anyone's like, I thought Baltimore had a good draft. I thought Buffalo <laughs> had a really good draft. Um, but overall, did any teams stand out to you after the? Has anything moved for you after the draft? Yeah. So I'm bringing up the win totals now on DK, but uh, Arizona was a team that I was kind of thinking about before the draft, and I think that what they did made a little bit of a difference for me. Um, Having Simmons, a really good defensive player, slip to them in in the first round, I think he can be a difference maker for them on a defense that needs it. Uh, And everybody thought they were going offensive line. Like Cardinals' first pick to be an O-lineman was somewhere between like minus 200 and minus 250 on DK Sportsbook, which another – I swear I'm not trying to promote DK, but like (laughs) some bets I did for the draft. Where else can you bet like the position of the team's first pick? Um I had Vikings first pick. They were heavily favored to take a corner. Um, and I took wide receiver plus 250 and Justin Jefferson fell into their lap. That hit. Jets were like plus 120 to take a receiver with their first pick. They traded back, but they wound up with Denzel Mims. And it was such an obvious position of need. Or their second pick, rather. Sorry, the Jets' second pick. Um, so I just thought those were really cool bets. But uh, back to the win totals. Yeah, I, um, Arizona. And then they got in um, – Josh Jacobs, who was – no, that's the running back. They got a, Arizona got an offensive lineman in the third round that was considered like a mid-first-round pick. I saw I saw this kid going in mock drafts like 14 to Tampa, um, and Arizona got him in the third round. So they're protecting Tyler Murray. They got a, a versatile playmaker on defense, and their second-round pick just straight up turned into DeAndre Hopkins because you can put uh, Johnson in the window. You're replacing Kenyon Drake. 
I think it's an offense that's going to move the ball and be scary if the defense can be good enough. The only thing is they play in maybe the best division in football. That's a little scary. But I think there's seven wins. I think you're going to either push or win on a, on a 500 record for Arizona. If it moves to six and a half or you can find somewhere where it's six and a half, I, I absolutely love it. Um, but, yeah, that, that one has moved. So the Arizona over seven wins is now minus 121. Um, that was at least minus 110 earlier. And I think maybe even six and a half wins at one point in time. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to throw a couple of things at you here. Um, when it comes to win totals, <clears throat> Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, and it's interesting. And so I don't know what you have today. I have 10. What do you see it on right now in DraftKings? It's 10. Okay. So it's 10. Give me the over 10 wins Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. Um, dude, they're going to be better. They had 35 offensive turnovers last year. Um, they, they're going to be better than that. They are. They just are. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, once we got the word, like the unofficial word that Brady was going to Tampa Bay, I threw a ton of stuff in, um, on DraftKings. Um, I got Tampa over eight and a half wins. Um, yeah, I got... Tampa plus 350 to win the division. I think they're somewhere around them with New Orleans now. And then I got them like plus 1,800 to win the NFC and plus 3,000 to win the Super Bowl or something. Just small bets to throw in there just in case they're they're fantastic. But, yeah, the key stat that you want to look at, you mentioned. Um, like Winston's 30 turnovers. Tom Brady has 29 uh, – Winston's 30 interceptions. Tom Brady has 29 interceptions in the last four seasons combined. Yep. He had eight last year. Everybody talks about how bad Tampa defense is. Well, they're bad in points allowed. But yeah, they were the best. Run, says that they, didn't they, were, they were the best run defense in football. And Shaq, what? Shaq Barrett led the league in sacks. Shaq Barrett was <laughs> tremendous. So just take away all that brutal feeling that Winston was put. The backs are against the wall. Like they're going to at least give up a field goal when you throw an interception on your own forty-yard line, and sometimes you're giving up a touchdown. It with Brady now punting those bad possessions away and. Oh, most likely scoring more touchdowns themselves, the defense is just going to be in so much better position. It's going to getting Winston's interceptions out of the way is going to just flip everything around. And then you add Gronk, which I don't want to make too big of a deal of, but if he's just a solid, like 700 yards, six touchdown guy or something, a, a red zone threat with those receivers Brady has, and with all the tight ends have there, he loves his tight ends. I, I don't see how they're not good. I'm with you there. Yeah. What about the Patriots? Nine wins. So, dude, I think they have a tough schedule. Mm-hmm. I, this is I'm not. I have a I'm a season ticket holder, but I'm not a homer. I have them winning ten or eleven games, and I'm going over because I'm I'm not fading the Patriots win total ever. It, it, listen, it's never happened. They've either pushed or it's gone over. I'm not fading it this year. But what about what about the Buffalo Bills? Are they for real? So that was going to be my question for you. How much do you like the Bills? How much? Do you, how many games do you think the Bills win? I think they win nine or ten games, but I think they're a puddle this year. I think that, dude, who were the two most hyped teams a year ago? Chicago and Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. Right now, who are the most hyped teams? Would you say Tam- Tampa, I mean, Tampa Bay and, Tampa, but they're, and Buffalo? I think kind of real. Buffalo is one of them. Okay, Buffalo is one of them. So, like, we got to find someone else. If it's Tampa Bay, then maybe maybe, maybe it's Green Bay again. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, someone that was a playoff team last year. But all I'm saying so, is those teams that, that everyone favors, 
usually suck. Mm-hmm. So here's here's why I asked. Like, if you you basically think the Patriots are going to win more games than the Bills anyway, so you think they're going to win the division, so you can get them to win the division at plus one twenty five as well. Boom. So that's the the only play I have so far on the Patriots is plus one twenty five to win the division, and the reason I kind of like it a little bit more than the nine win total is because like the Bills win total is nine. So what if they go? What if they regress to like eight and eight? Yeah. What if they both the go Pats nine win, and seven? Yeah. And the right and the Pats win the division at nine and seven. What if they both go nine and seven and the Patriots beat Buffalo two times and the division winner has to get nine is at nine and seven? So you just kind of avoid the potential push at nine and plus rather than the minus one ten, you're getting the plus one twenty five on the division. So I, I like the division a little bit more because I don't see the Bills having this like ceiling of 10, 11 games. Like they're just a solid team. Like even if they do well, they're going to win like nine games. Um, so yeah, so far I have Patriots plus 125 in the division. I do want, once that, once that win total, hopefully somewhere creeps to eight and a half, I'll, I'll play over eight and a half on the Patriots because I think nine and seven is such a realistic outcome. But like you said, 10 and six is, certainly reasonable i i don't think this team's going to completely go down the drain and i don't trust buffalo enough so give me pass plus 125 to win the division and when i can get my hands on it give me over eight and a half wins for the pats not to cheat on the on the nine number i know that's like a cop out not giving an answer and we did a we did a video around the draft for nbc sports boston where i was on with phil perry and it was like what do you like on over under nine and without saying that I wanted it to go to eight and a half because it was a DraftKings number. I was just like, eh, you play him to win the division. Could go over, could go under. But yeah, uh, give me an eight and a half when we can find it. All right. Uh, who ranked the top four quarterbacks in the AFC East? Ooh. Okay. Um, <laughs> who's the Dolphins quarterback? Fitzpatrick? Well, it's, it's, it's whoever you think. Okay. So, I mean, uh, I do like Tua a lot. He definitely needs a year to get his health and learn in the NFL. So I like what Miami did in this draft a lot. Fitzpatrick's going to be the starter. And you can bet on that again on DK Sportsbook. I think Fitzpatrick is minus 400 to be Miami's starter. Wow. Oh, in, I'd fade that. One. I'm fading me, that. Right here. Okay, let me, pull, let me pull these up. Hey, give me, I, give me I Tua. Give me Tua. Talk about right. Loa. Here's some off-season specials. There's three teams you can bet on. Uh, Miami Dolphins starting quarterback. It's Patrick minus 400, Tua plus 350, Rosen plus 2,000. Rosen, Rose, so, Ro- so Rosen like would be like a real long shot. Uh, Tua, Tua, baby. Tua, plus week three. one versus he, the Patriots. Get him even, in there. Even with the injury, though, yeah. you don't think they're going to try and give him time? No, I see for me, the only value is Tua. The only value there what for if, Tua. What if here's another way to potentially look at value? What if they a hundred percent say Tua's not gonna okay. we're gonna let the Tua only thing get to I would, the only Rosen, thing. what if something happens to Fitzpatrick and Rosen plus two thousand for the value? So the only value is Tua, and then the only value is Rosen. The, so the only thing I would do with minus four hundred. Only thing I would do with Fitzpatrick is parlay him with Darnold. So I'll I I'm gonna answer my own question. I think the AFC <laughs> okay. East is Darnold, okay? Mm-hmm. Darnold, and then I'm going to say Tua. And then I'm going to say Josh Allen and then Stidham. Okay. I would say I would say Darnold Fitzpatrick. 
I hate Josh Allen, but Josh Allen stid him. So, I mean, same team order for me. I just put Fitzpatrick in there because I think Fitzpatrick's going to maybe even get the whole season. Is there a, like, uh, is there a, but, is there a Patriots, uh, Hoyer there? Stidham Hoyer? So they used to, they used to have it. Mm. Um, yeah. And it came off. It was they're going with Stidham. So yeah. Stidham, last I saw Stidham, he was minus 305 to be the week one starter. Um, and that was when there was a lot of Cam Newton talk too. And just quickly, so I, I, I agree with you. I guess it's it's Darnold's the best quarterback in the division right now. My only hesitation is that maybe if maybe Stidham's better than Josh Allen, and maybe Josh Allen is four. Um, I just we don't know enough about Stidham, so that's why I put him fourth. And I, I assume you're kind of the same yeah. same reasoning there. Yeah. Um, but two two other teams really quick. I'll just throw you. They have Miami yeah. there. They have Chargers week one starting quarterback and Bears week one starting quarterback. Give me, um, give me, give me Foles and give me Tyrod Taylor. Nick Foles minus three of five. Opened wow. at minus one. He opened at minus one fifty. Um, Trubisky's plus two hundred. Okay, value. And for the Chargers, Tyrod minus three thirty five. Herbert, Herbert plus three hundred. Does that change your mind? Kind of like plus three fifty. From everything I and heard, there's a and hold on, there's a there's a wild card here for the Chargers. Cam Newton plus twenty five hundred. Yeah, Ty, Ty <laughs> and Rod, also involved with signing. Tyrod's going to be the guy there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh well, I I am interested to find out where uh, where and Cam. You, so I tried. I, I pumped up DK for being able to parlay everything. I just tried to parlay Nick Foles and Tyrod Taylor both for Week One. Can't do that. Oh, that's because yeah. Got to draw the line somewhere. That's right. Um, hey, man, what are the MVP odds uh, at the moment? So uh, I'll give Lifshatz credit. He had Lamar Jackson last year as MVP. I had Deshaun, I I had Deshaun Watson, um, who he hates. The, but he also said that Patrick Mahomes was going to be a bust. So, like, you win some, you lose some. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I, haven't, I haven't looked at the odds. But okay. if I, I'm going for MVP this year, I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes. So he's the favorite at plus 400. Okay. What do you think of the number? Yeah, plus 400 is great in money. It's going to go down to like okay. 200 at some point, 180. Yeah, so I, I, I do think Mahomes is a good bet at 400. Uh, Lamar Jackson's plus 600. Russell Wilson, 700. Dak Prescott, plus 1,200. So that, that one's interesting. Prescott's interesting. I'm down on the Cowboys overall, but their offense is going to be high flying. It's and it's okay to be down on the Cowboys because that's what they do, right? I think Mike McCarthy is going to have them rolling, especially with CD Lamb in the slot. I, I just think offense is going to be good. What about the defense though? Yeah, uh, you know they were decent defense last. Their secondary is still their issue, but if they can get at the quarterback, and they they should win, they should win that division. Okay, so I kind of like the Eagles plus one thirty five to win the division. Okay, and they won. That's last, my, I mean, they they did it. They did it banged up last year, yeah. and I, I just think if they can stay healthy, which maybe they don't. Another another weird thing sticking with the Eagles that I took just being high. I'm weirdly high on the Eagles. I guess this year it's kind of my like I'm, I'm saying I'm telling myself I'm down on the Cowboys, and there's only one other team in the division because Washington and New York can't win it. Yeah. So like, there's only one other team that can possibly perform if Dallas is a letdown. Um, I took Jalen Hurts at like plus ten thousand to win Rookie of the Year. Holy which crap! Just a long shot flyer. Because what if, like, 
let's say he scores touchdowns on a couple of gadget plays to start the season and Wentz gets hurt like a month in and Hurts plays the last 12 weeks and get, and wins them the division or something, you bet 50 bucks to win like five grand on Jalen Hurts winning rookie of the year. That intrigues me. <laughs> so Livshatz has Cam Akers as his rookie I like of the year. Cam Akers. Um, I'll give you two, and they're both running backs. Edwards Hilaire or J.K. Dobbins? Okay. Um, one last – I'll go to rookie of the year. One last, The MVP – Kyler yeah, Murray plus three thousand has my attention a little bit, mm. and I said they're, I was out of be, Arizona. It's they're going to be better. They're going to be better. I they're probably not good enough for him to win it, but throw Hopkins into that offense. Murray's second year, it's going to be interesting. Um, Clyde edwards helaire is second behind Joe Burrow for offensive rookie of the year, plus six hundred. Mm. Um, Dobbins, you said, is your other one, Baltimore. Yeah. He's plus sixteen hundred. I do like the way Dobbins is going to fit in there. I'm just worried, like, how much Mark Ingram still is there. They have Justice Hill, who's, like, a nice change of pace guy. Um, Gus Edwards, like, their backfield is loaded. Mm. If Dobbins gets into the workhorse role, he's a guy, fantasy-wise, rookie of the year-wise, he, he's a guy that stands out. One long shot, if Buffalo's going to be good and rely on the run game, I'm curious if Zach Moss – could like because he's a big back dude and when it's cold he could be that guy he did it in utah he was all yep. utah I, i'm just saying if somehow him and singletary could be the new um tandem there stash and dash there's, some, there's something Chris johnson and uh lendale white right right you know <laughs> could, there could be something there um, that is I, so i'll tell you the number on zach moss you're gonna like that but plus 6600 <laughs> so Woo! that'll pay you that'll yeah. pay you but whenever um, I like, whenever I like a guy, though, it kind of it's like when I buy a jersey, they they go to shit. Yeah, I I loved Utah last year. They were a team I, I took their over win total and and did really well with them. And then they just let me down so much in okay. that game against I, uh, Oregon. Ready? Oregon. I'm in Vegas. Okay, they go for it on fourth down and they miss three times. I go to the mm -hmm. I go to the um, what's it called the uh, the buffet. And I find out that they're down by six points with four minutes to go, and they're at the fifty-yard line. And they punted. Mm -hmm. They went for it five times on fourth down and didn't convert. And then with four minutes to go, they punted on fourth down from the fifty-yard line. Do you know I what? Remember this man? They were killing it for me all year. <laughs> Do you know what happened on the next play? Justin Herbert threw a seventy-yard touchdown pass. Like backbreaker, dude, and you I went for it all day. All day you went for it on fourth down, and you didn't go for it when the game was on the line and you had momentum. It was brutal. I, I remember that game. I, I lost back a lot of the money that or uh, that uh, Utah made me all season uh. on that game. And I'm such an anti Justin Herbert guy. Um, two of my bigger draft props were two to go in the top five. Herbert over five and a half, you and then obviously yeah. hit right there because they went five and six. So it worked out, but. Herbert was a guy that, like, for a while, I was on the Jordan Love train to be the third quarterback taken, um, and I finally got out of that because it became clear that Herbert was going to go, you know, in the top ten. But mm. I do, I'm not a Herbert. I do not think he's going to work out for the Chargers. All right, let's uh, wrap some things up here with some fun. What do you think of the Jordan documentary? I like it. It's entertaining. I'm also a huge NBA guy, and I'm a huge '90s NBA guy just from growing up. Uh, so. And I think Jordan's one of the most like 
like, yeah, Tom Brady's the GOAT, Jordan's the GOAT. It's more like captivating guy. Jordan by a million miles if you want to watch one of these guys talk about, like, competition in their life and everything. But at the same time, as entertaining as it is, so I've th- I have three knocks on it. Um, one, it moves around too much. And sometimes they show you, like, sliding from, like, oh, May of 1998 back to June of 1993. Like, like, at least you're showing me. It's like the show Lost. You don't know if you're like, you know, is it a flash forward right now? Are we, is this post airplane crash or pre? So they, yeah, yeah, exactly. So they, they, sometimes they show you, sometimes they don't. And that's fine. Like I, I know enough about, I follow everything enough to like actually know where the story is, even if they don't show you. So like, I get it, but like, why do you have to do that? Let's just do the story in order. Um, Second thing is that, you know, this is the reason we're doing this documentary is because they have all the footage of the last dance, the 97, 98 bulls were followed around. They have 500 hours of footage, NBA TV from the 97, 98 bulls, like make all these earlier seasons, a few episodes and like bring us up to the point and then make the documentary about the 97, 98 bulls and give us all of this 500 hours of footage. Like we saw Jordan smoking the cigar with the baseball bat in the locker room. In the I last love one. that. I love right. that. He's like, he's I like love 20, that too. Twenty three to forty five. Who does he think I am? Oh, you know, BJ Armstrong. You know, and, he, and he's working <laughs> right. on his swing, driving yeah. the knob. You know, smoking a cigar. <laughs> so like, we've never, nobody had ever seen that footage before until that aired, and they have five hundred hours of that. Like, yeah. I, I get it. Like, I don't want to. We've all heard about the sixty three point game in the garden, and like covering that. We were seeing things we already knew about. Like, bring spend these ten hours bringing me more. 500 hours of footage and covering the 97, 98 Bulls. Um, third knock is like the last episode. Some people thought it was like the best one or episode seven when it gets into him playing baseball, it gets into the, his father's shady stuff. Mm-hmm. Like when we got to that point in time, all the people in the interviews we've seen from like the first episodes are suddenly gone. And the only people talking are like the guy that wrote his book, Ahmad Rashad, who spent, mm-hmm. like, like spends all this friend. time yeah. around him like his two best friends who are like reporters and journalists that like cover him we obviously he tried him on Rashad because when he wasn't talking or doing interviews for two weeks about his gambling when he wanted to do it he told him on Rashad get a camera and let's do it when he did the sunglasses interview um so but, like but what did we you- get in last episode where do where, where are these opinions coming well, from I want to hear what Scotty Pippen or Phil Jackson has to say about yeah. the time that he was playing baseball and his father was murdered exactly and uh only thing I'm looking for I want to finish it off obviously but uh, I'm interested in the Reggie Miller. I'm interested in this because, you know, he's kind of a big figure now. We already know what Charles thinks and and, and mm-hmm. all that. Uh, so I am interested in that next step. A 1995 dude, like I had NBA Live 95. I was a video game junkie at the time. And, like, I remember when Nick, uh, what's it called, Nick Anderson stole the ball. And, like, yep. Jordan, Jordan wasn't Jordan. Like, they hit on that pretty good because he didn't have they his did do a good job. He he didn't have his legs, and at that time, dude, I'm I'm kidding. I'm like, he's not the same guy. He's mm-hmm. not, and just the fact that he had to come back from that, I thought, you know, I thought I thought they they did that well. I think the soundtrack's awesome. Like, I want to soundtrack is I, awesome. 
I want to bump that thing like one day in my car. Like, just so here's the thing. I'm complaining about it going back and forth, but one of the things I like is that when they take you back to a year, they're playing a legit song that yeah. was like popular at that time, which I think is cool. Yeah, like they kind played like down with down you around with the music. Yeah, like down with the king came out when he when he came back. I'm back. I thought that was yep. uh, I thought that was that was the, pretty good. The soundtrack hits well, and you're right about the the magic thing. Like if they they are hitting on one thing, honestly, it's like he was not ready to come back. And then he got no. himself ready and and got into three peat mode again. It, and it, it was cool, like the Jordan Dome at Space Jam, bringing all those players in yeah, I, and spending I didn't know that, that whole summer training. Like that was that was a real that was a real thing. And the Dex, like Dex Rodman was not yet traded to the Bulls. Yeah, he was that off season, but he wasn't when he came to play at the Jordan Dome. So him coming there and like gelling with Jordan was potentially a big reason that the yeah. Bulls were like, it, all right, this guy could be a fit. And it's funny, I wonder if like he had guys there. Because they didn't have that power forward once they lost Horace Grant, so I'm wondering if he right. brought guys in there. That, yeah, <laughs> like oh, we like this kid, Juwan Howard. Can he yep. be a four? Can he be a four on the Bulls? And I don't know if it would have worked out. You know, like I don't know. Rodman, Rodman was the perfect fit. Yeah, oh, for that team with the attitude and everything too. And he got suspended. That didn't help them um, either. He kicked the kicked the camera guy, and we haven't seen that yet. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we'll see that. Uh, coming up on the next one, but I, I think it's I think it's well done. Um, I, you know the baseball stuff. Uh, he hit 200 and hit 50 RBIs, and they think he could have made it to the majors. Who knows? He was 31, but if he did it earlier, I'm not, yeah, I think he may have or could have been a major league ball player. I just don't know if he would have been like a anyone good. You know, right? He would not have been Michael Jordan in baseball. He would have just been another name if he wanted to. If he wanted to do that from the jump, sure. But I mean, I think he. I think we know where he belongs. Yeah, you know so. what? The, you know, you know what's so funny about that? I'm one of these people that, and you know, Tim Tebow is probably a name people bring up. I, I, this is me personally. I think if you're a great athlete, you can literally do anything. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Jordan's a, from what I hear, a good golfer, uh, but he, he's competitive. But like, I don't know what it is. There are some guys that, like LeBron James, I heard was a great football player. Allen Iverson was an outstanding quarterback. Um, <laughs> You know, I think these, LeBron won school football player of the year in Ohio. Like, dude, there are these there are these dudes. I played basketball. My, my basketball team was nasty in high school, and like there were dudes who played football and they were like better. And I'm like, dude, you don't realize how good you are. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But like, it's just weird how like the NBA is the one athlete that you can't compete with any other sport. Like, you're one of the what best. 120 people in the country oh in the u.s and then there's other people in the other countries but like it's just weird how those guys in that sport could play football could play baseball if they had it and it's i feel like it's only basketball and i know baseball and football guys they there's been guys you know Deion sanders i bet you Deion could play hoops you know what i mean like i like i, I bet you there are other guys who could do it but tebow going from football to baseball like people shit on him because he's like oh you're trying to play baseball but like he is a professional baseball player. He does yeah. have the athletic ability. He's just not going to be, you know, he's not going to be Trot Nixon. He's not going to be like, you know, I'm trying to use like an average outfielder. Right. You know, he, he's I just mean, not going to be one of those guys. The thing for me, just with the Jordan thing and playing baseball, is like, I just don't think it would have necessarily satisfied his his uh, competition addiction or whatever you want to call it that he yeah. says during the documentary. I'm not a gambler. Like, I'm not a gambler. I'm just a competitive guy. Right, exactly. Whatever you want to call it. it, if you're whatever you're down a run in the ninth inning, and you're not one of the three guys coming up to bat in the bottom of the ninth, 
well, there's nothing you can do. So in an NBA game, it's just like, all right, give me the ball and I'll, I'll figure this out. And I think that's what he thrived on. And I don't think he would have, I don't think he would have done well just not having, you know, control of the situation. So uh, that's my main thing about why in baseball, he just, I, I don't think it would have satisfied him the way basketball did. To- totally agree. And I'm ready to finish this bad boy off. Uh, Let's do it. At the, uh, well, when it comes to, um, Sorry, when it comes to what's it called? The uh, the Jordan. Oh, Bunker the last dance. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. It's, it's, come, it's come to the end. Not this off. <laughs> no, no. We'll, 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 we still, we still got two hours. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this up in style, and I know you, I've, I appreciate you giving me uh, ninety minutes today. So I call I what call else do this. I have to do, man? I call this. Uh, well, there's there's some things out there. I, I didn't put this on the list to you, uh, but what do you think? Can what do you think a cameo? Would would you do you feel like you you got it yet? Where somebody would could call you up and do a cameo? I don't. I, I don't have many thoughts on it, and I, I haven't really, you know, looked into it that much. But like, I have no reason to be on it because nobody would ever want anything from me. So, like, I think it's we. I think it's weird to. I, I think it's a weird process. It's a weird purchase. Like, is that something you would want to purchase from anyone? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, I guess I guess my thought is that you have to be you should have to be really famous to do it, like to make it work out. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it was it's something that uh, that I'd like to do. Uh, all right, so I call this musings. This is what we do. Uh, weirdest thing you've bet on during quarantine? So I haven't bet on that much. I did the NFL draft, which is obviously a normal thing I would have done most years, um, and I haven't gotten into any like weird simulations. So I guess Korean baseball is the weirdest thing I've been on so far because I've been trying to get into that. I had a really, I had a really good first week and I'm 0 four now this week. I have not been putting anything on Twitter if you're looking for it because it's just not there yet. And I'm messing around with it a little bit myself, but Korean baseball is, uh, I guess really one of the only things I've been on the draft. Uh, it's been NFL futures, NFL draft and that. So by default, um, if you're up late watching these weird games with the cardboard guys in the stands, it's, it's pretty hilarious. Uh, what about these murder hornets? I have zero thoughts on the murder hornets other than like if, if coronavirus hasn't has knocked us out a much that have hasn't knocked us out enough um somewhere the government is just like all right let's just release the murder hornets and see how this goes like I have I have no thoughts on it how are murder hornets coming about it's just so 2020 that something called a murder hornet would be released upon us during the middle of a, a coronavirus quarantine so, so the old the, the thing they also put out on us was UFOs, like they actually were like, yeah, they're oh yeah, and that they're, they're so like, you know, shit, like all this is going on, but like, did it go undercover? Like, yeah, we all heard about the the the, the UFOs, but like, I haven't heard anything since. You know what I mean? Right. It's just it's just such weird timing. Like, why is all this coming out now? So that, that's my thought. Like, only now could a could a murder hornet become a, a real thing? Have you seen CC Sabathia? I saw a picture of him. Um, he lost a ton he's of skinny. weight, right? He's skinny. Let me here. <laughs> My buddy Sean Silver checking in. Ryan and Weymouth was right about the UFOs. He calls them tall grays. <laughs> They're here. The Silver Fox. Okay, right here's here. a here's a Sabathia picture. He's very skinny. Yeah. Um, one- I mean, good for him. He needed to do that. Yeah. Why didn't he do that? Too? He probably could have got another contract. Right. I was just gonna say. So good for him, but at the same time. Like you, 
blow up to your your worst point while you're a professional athlete and then as soon as you're done you get in playing shape like unless he's planning a comeback when we get out of this i i don't know yeah and i was going to ask you about the korean baseball but it sounds like you're already you already like i'm it. A, i'm in if it if it, yeah. if it turns into something for me you'll you'll see it on twitter i like it's i'm, I'm learning and, and i'm writing uh kbo targets articles on the DraftKings playbook for the the friday morning and saturday morning slates so if you want Korean baseball, we're, we're in on oh, Jesus. Uh, this is how we wrap up the show. It's called Quarantine. Things that you've done during quarantine. Uh, okay. what, sh- what shows have you been binging? Um, so I held off Tiger King as long as I could, and then I couldn't do it anymore, so I watched it. Um, I think it was not as good as the hype suggested, but I think part of the reason I it felt that way is because I think it peaked in the middle. Like The middle episodes were the best. That's where it was at its craziest. Um, so I did Tiger King. Um, I watched all of Ozark. Um, I thought Ozark was pretty cool. Um, I just think it's cool because I'm not a huge TV guy just because I don't have the time normally to be a huge TV guy with all the sports stuff going on. You have, you have to stay on top of everything if you're going to work in fantasy, work in gambling. And now it's just like sitting back, watching all these movies, watching all these shows, like watching dumb stuff, Bar Rescue, Man vs. Food, all this stuff I would never have the time to watch. And uh, I prefer the sports, but it's been different. <laughs> yeah. Like I've been watching Dave. Uh, it's on FXX with uh, okay. Little Dicky. It's pretty It's pretty yep. funny. Insecure. I don't know. Uh, I'm a huge, check that out. I haven't I'm seen a, either of those. I'm a huge wrestling fan. So Dark Side of the Ring is very good and uh what they do is they do like stories about wrestlers that you might not know about or do like documentaries on them uh so like mm-hmm. chris benoit you probably remember that story they did that last night was the uh remember the legion of doom uh they came out with like the football pads and spikes and the face face paint they did one on, on that last night and the next week is owen hart who is bret hart's brother who died um during during the event he was trying to Right. Like fly down off a thing and it wasn't buckled in. And uh, I'm not a huge wrestling guy, but this yeah. I clearly remember. So like this is like next week is like whoa, yeah, Owen Hart. They're gonna talk about it. Um, so I'll, it's a big I'll watch that one. But, but that's a good one. And then I rewatched The Sopranos, and I'm still I'm I'm okay. trying to. So I'm I'm working on it, but I'm getting someone who was on The Sopranos on the podcast next week. And uh, oh wow, good I, tease. I'm, I'm still pissed about the ending. Still pissed about it. <laughs> I, I think uh, most people are, and I wasn't even a huge Sopranos person. Like, that did, you was, like, did you like Game of Thrones? Never watched Game of Thrones. That's my, like, it's, I've just gotten there, and I'm just sticking right. with it. All right, ready? Ready? It. Here's my, here's, good. It, the show, <laughs> the show is amazing. The ending, I fucking hated, and I have no other way to say it. And I haven't talked about it since. And that I know, I know from. I mean, if you have a Twitter account, you know that that's how most people felt. And I was, I was kind of happy when that happened because I was like not a Game of Thrones person, and I was like, all right, everybody's talking about it every week, and then all of you were so angry. I was just like, ha, uh, dude. If, if the if the last season never happened, it might be the greatest show ever. Right. That's it's it's like that's that. The way I understand it's it. like that type of show where like if they just left it there and never wrote it, we'd be like, dude, would they have to have ended the? the second to last season any differently or they could have just left it they could have left it well no they couldn't have left it because some guy comes out of nowhere and you're like who the hell's this guy and then it goes into okay, a new so they team needed more okay yeah oh yeah and then you're like yeah it was so they blew it at the end oh they do they they blew it good job good effort but they blew it um go to snack man 
What are you snacking on? <sighs> Way too much ice cream, I feel like. I don't know why, and I'm not a big dessert guy. I think it's because I like we've been doing meals, and we've been trying not to have too many snacks around here, but I do have ice cream around, so that's the one thing that I can snack mm-hmm. on. Like last night, I wasn't full after dinner. I had an M&M cookie sandwich, ice cream sandwich. Oh, it was nice. amazing. I haven't had one of those in like years. So, but like, is that where you go? Or like me, I'm a, I got a Brigham's Big Dig in the freezer, which is like okay. a brownie caramel, I've, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a mix of, usually I have like some Ben and Jerry's, like the mm. fish food or the half-baked. Half-baked, like, yep. Yeah, mm. one of, either one, either one of those two, those two are great. And then if it's the sandwiches or bars, it's either the M&M cookie sandwich or the the Twix bars, mm. the ice cream Twix bars. I had a so strawberry good. shortcake eclair the other day. Oh, it was. I remember yeah. those in like the the like middle school, high school vending oh, vending those machines. Were so good, man. Those were uh, good. It's been a speak, while for me. Speaking of that, your favorite frozen food. <laughs> All right, so I won't go back to the ice cream, which we obviously rattled off. I try not to do too much frozen food. Um, we have like just out of necessity, like. Uh, both my wife and I working with we have we have a sample of baby like none of that much time. So during a weekday we could throw like a frozen pizza in the oven. Obviously I would prefer you know delivery or something, but that's just kind of out of need. So those have been okay. But yeah, the frozen pizza. food. Yeah. Right. A Newman's own. We've been doing some Newman's own. Yeah. Um a a frozen food that I didn't know about all that much that I've I've started to like because there are some good Chinese takeout places open, but there haven't been that many uh, that readily available or sometimes they take a while mm-hmm. i had never tried pf chang's frozen meals before Ooh, um you like just it's all the yeah it's every it's one it's a big bag you dump it into a pan and cover it up and make it i've done it and it comes out it comes out let's call it like 80 percent of restaurant quality yeah um and i'm nothing special in the kitchen so if i can I'll, do that I, the, the pf chang's frozen meal i've been enjoying as an alternate to chinese takeout so dude if you like that go to trader joe's and buy any trader fro- joe's has good any frozen meal that they have it, it's <laughs> I, they, they do nothing wrong and i don't know how like i, I one time got bought a uh, a general gao chicken with like rice and like something on the mm-hmm. side and i put it in the bag the pan so and i was like this is better than like most of the places that i go to it's a yep. di- it's like addictive and they give you like that extra sauce um yeah to, it's to sauce makes it, it and you're right trader joe's good frozen chinese food uh finally your most obscure purchase during quarantine i haven't bought all that much um I bought some I bought some patio furniture. I upgraded some patio furniture because I was like, all right, we're stuck here, so we might as well enjoy the the outside deck that we have, which is which is big in an apartment complex. We haven't had one in like years. So uh the the, the patio furniture. Um I did buy I don't know, do you do Air Jordans at all? Any Air no, Jordan knowledge? Not, not for a long time. Okay, so I've 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 been big into those for for a while, and uh, the perfect time to be releasing the the fire red fives during the last dance, and uh, those were flying off the shelves. I still have a pair from like twelve years ago that are all all beat up, but I was like, eh, I'm gonna treat myself to a fresh pair of these. So I, I did get those. Um, I haven't I haven't bought that much else. I, I think the the patio furniture is the most obscure thing because Good. I bought it in like it's March, which is odd timing. Uh, Mine was uh, I did Instacart, um, where oh, okay. like I go online. And People I, like I, that, yeah. And so, but what happened was, and I and I feel like 
I don't know if you know me that well, but I, I don't like lettuce. I don't like salad. Uh, I'm just not like a, a veggies guy. Like I'll eat veggies, mm-hmm. but I don't want your fucking avocado. I don't want your head of lettuce and I don't want your box of baby spinach. Okay. And I got a, f- and I got a cucumber. <clears throat> they gave me an extra bag of that. So like I got everything I wanted, but then they gave me an extra bag of that. And I was insulted. I was like, what is this? Is this some sort of sick joke? Do you pick what you want, or is it just we're going to provide you? Yeah, you pick what you want. I think they left a bag that they thought was mine. But at the same time, I'm wondering if they're They're trolling you a little bit. Yeah, I wonder if they're (laughs) trolling me now. Like, (laughs) oh, shit, you know, let's give Joe some more heads of lettuce and, like, see how he reacts. Because I've been reacting about it. Like, I wanted soda. (laughs) They didn't give me my soda. But I haven't stuck Uh with this damn Instacart. Anyways, that's my... yeah. uh, that's my most obscure purchase. Uh, he's Veggies doing, are not very popular in, in quarantine. Especially right now. Who wants that shit? Unless you get the... Uh, I did this. A frozen um, Brussels sprouts with butter. <laughs> with butter. Right, yeah, nice. and, and if you... And I, I, for your area, if you ever go to Somerville, there's a place in uh, uh, Highland Ave in Somerville called Highland Kitchen. They make buffalo Brussels sprouts. Woo! Ooh, I think I've had some of those in somewhere in Southie. Oh, I remember the name of it? Oh, so good. Buffalo Brussels sprouts. I mean, you can, you can make it. At, I'm sure you can make them at home too, right? But oh man, that's yeah. where I uh, that's where I got introduced. All right, he is uh, Julian Edlow. He is from DraftKings. What, what do you got going on? Anything else this week uh, for DraftKings? So, I mean, if you want to play the Madden simulations, those are going on literally from noon to 10 p.m. every two hours. There's a kickoff on DraftKings. You can play the free contests. You can. Tune in on YouTube when we call the games. Uh, DK Playbook, you're going to get articles for all of them there. Um, I'm going to have a bunch of NFL sportsbook articles giving out different plays for futures that I like because that's one of the only things that we can we can really do for real sports now. Um, so, yeah, that's I would say the playbook and the the YouTube streams for the sim. Those are two, two main things to check out right now. All right. Well, hopefully we'll be able to see each other or talk again before Glacine's uh, eyebrows come back. They're come, they're uh, like halfway halfway mm-hmm. back. Maybe it's weird. It looks like you just like penciled a little bit in, but you can tell that something is wrong with his face. He he looks like a hobbit. I'm telling you, he looks uh, he looks like Bobo. <laughs> someone Batman. said someone in the comments on on one of our streams said he looked like Walt Disney, which is <laughs> I don't know why it was hilarious, but like he yes. did. I don't know if Walt Disney <laughs> just didn't have eyebrows or something, but. Look at the picture of him with his eyebrows shaved, and then look at a picture of Walt Disney. It's crazy. That's funny. All right, he's Julian Edlow of DraftKings. Follow all his stuff, all his bets, all his daily fantasy, all his articles. Uh, and it was good to get to know you a little bit more today, Julian. Uh, again, appreciate your time, man, and I'm sure we will uh, we will catch up down the line. But Always, man. Thanks for having me, Joe. You got it. I'm wrapping up the show today, too. Uh, tomorrow we have Scott Sudikoff on. He is from somewhere now. I don't know what he's doing. Cause he's like, he's a play by a play guy. Play so like, play, yeah. So like, I don't like, what's he doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's no sport. So is he doing he like, should get in, he should get in on some Madden Sims. Glasheen yeah. has become wild popular among the uh, Madden Sim faithful. Maybe, maybe we should uh, have a connection. there. We'll have him on tomorrow. We're going to do a ton of wrestling. So we'll do wrestling inside the ropes tomorrow. We'll do uh, the Wednesday night wars tonight as well. I'm going to end it here. Don't forget just sitting here. Spotify, YouTube, iTunes. You can listen to all our uh, all our past shows, all my past shows. Our right, it's our it's our past shows, and hopefully my mustache is a uh, a little bit more filled in tomorrow. Uh, my beard grows very fast, so that's it for today. For Julian Edlow, I'm Joe Murray. 
just sitting here. We'll talk to you tomorrow.